Hey, what's up? This is Evan, um, and this is Lola Little Sorcery. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the book Brave New World, uh, which was published in 1932 uh, and written by uh, English author Aldous Huxley. It's a dystopian novel that focuses on concepts of love, sex, interpersonal relationships, and reproduction in, as one might call it, a brave new world. Um, I think this book is important for people to read because it, it offers perspectives on life and relationships that are often shied away from. Um, it, it delves into uh, why it's really important to act the way that everybody else acts and why, why we find that important. And um, for me, it really illustrated why that isn't always important. Now, this book, um, it, it offers a perspective that is uh, pretty much the way that the people in this book view uh, relationships and specifically romantic and sexual relationships is, is, is sort of like a, a freewheeling polyamorous approach where everybody um, belongs to everybody. So essentially no one belongs to anyone and everyone is uh, free to uh, sleep with who they want. Uh, and there's no real true commitment um, in the sense that we have commitment in our own interpersonal relationships in our society. Um, and I think that there's a shock factor to that, obviously, coming from a society where monogamy is upheld as the best way to be in a relationship. Um, and in this book, it's not necessarily championed by the author, but the characters in the book definitely, or at least the majority of the characters in the book, definitely see their way as the best way. And I think that forces a lot of people to think, okay, well, is it, is our way really the best way? Or do these people in this book, they're obviously not real people, but do these people in this book have a point about certain topics? So for example, um, should we not take romantic and sexual uh, commitment as seriously as we do? It's, it's, it's a question that I think stems back to what do you think is important? Is it important to you that a person uh, gives up uh, their interactions with other people or, um, you know, their deep emotional bonds with other people just to be with you? Is that important in your relationship? Um, or is it just important that they care about you and they love you for you? I think that those questions are kind of things that came to my mind when reading this book because it offers examples of relationships that are just so different from how relationships are in our society. And I think that that I don't like how this is going. This book uh, really got me thinking about my own attitudes about relationships with people. More specifically, what I find important in my life. Um, because the main conflict of this book, at least in my opinion, is uh, the conflict between John Savage, the guy that got taken from the Savage Reservation and uh, brought back to London, and just the other people 
in London, um, society at large in London, I guess. Um, and the biggest conflict uh, occurred, the core of the conflict was John's values being different from the values of the people in London and in the majority of the world. So John valued relationships with his family, um, specifically his mother, who he, you know, he lost, uh, spoiler alert. Um, John valued, um, he valued uh, hard work and working to perfect himself and to be the best version of himself. Uh, and he also uh, talks a lot about God. And I think in, in this context, for him, God means you know, beauty and, uh, you know, wonder and things like that, that can only be earned and truly appreciated through hard work, um, and real perseverance. So going through something unpleasurable to have a pleasurable result. Um, whereas the people of society at large, uh, value, um, pleasure at the forefront uh, and efficiency. Um, and when I say pleasure, I don't mean the same type of pleasure that John believes in. By pleasure, the people in society, in the society, uh, in Brave New World really desire pleasure without any pain at all. Um, there's actually a quote that I think really, uh, perfectly illustrates the attitude towards pleasure that the people in, in this book um, in this book have, um, they have a drug called Soma that it's, it's, it's pretty, it's kind of vague. Um, I think up until this point in the book, it's, it's quite vague how the drug actually works. Um, it's explained in metaphors, but I think this part really, um, kind of helped me understand at least what the drug is and what it represents in the context of the story. Um, so this starts on page 202 of my copy of Brave New World. Uh, this is uh, a character called Mustafa Mann talking. He's like uh, a big leader in, in, uh, in the government of, of this world. Um, and there's always Soma to calm your anger, to reconcile you from your enemies, to make you patient and long-suffering. In the past, you could only accomplish these things by making a great effort and after years of hard moral training. Now you can swallow two or three half-gram tablets, and there you are. Anybody can be virtuous now. You can carry at least half your morality about in a bottle. Christianity without tears. That's what Soma is. Um, the, one, the part that I highlighted is Christianity without tears. Uh, that's what Soma is. I think this portion, of, uh, this, this portion of the text really just brings home the biggest conflict in, in this story, which is the conflict between is it better to have pleasure without pain or is it better to persevere through painful, uncomfortable experiences to get pleasure? Which pleasure is more satisfying? Which pleasure is going to make you overall better? Um, I think that is a question that isn't easily answered. Uh, personally, I'm someone who has experienced hardship and has had to persevere through 
negative experiences to get to where I am. Um, and I can definitely say from experience that happiness and pleasure are, they're more appreciated when it's not happening all the time. That being said, that's only my opinion. Um, your answer to that question is going to be different than my answer. And, you know, someone else's answer is going to be different from yours and someone else is going to be different from theirs. So, um, I think the key though, to a big way that this book impacted me is asking that question at all, you know, um, because it's a question that we don't really think about a lot. And I think that it's really valuable. And I think that's, um, something really important about this book to me and to just the general public, uh, thinking about reading it. Now to the really fun stuff. Um, the most difficult thing I think about this book for me, and I think for most people is going to be how dense it is. It's not at all a long book. I've read much longer. Um, but it's so the language is just absolutely nothing like I've ever read before. Um, I think the closest thing, you know, to it is probably like collegiate level papers about, you know, history. Um, and if you've ever read papers like that, you can see why that is something that you could stumble over when reading this book. Um, you kind of just have to try really hard to cut the jokes and the meaning and the narrative of the story out of the really weird, really confusing language um, that the characters use and that the author writes with. Um, but I think you know, the payoff of finishing the book was amazing after, you know, getting through just some of the weirdest, most uncomfortable language that I've ever um, read. I think it'll be fun to, like, read a segment of it, but I don't want to spoil the fun for you um, uh, who read it in the future. But just be warned, it is not, it is not, you know, like, super easy. It's not, like straightforward at all. You're going to have to think hard when <laughs> reading this book, which is, which is cool. I think, I think it's a cool, something that was really cool for me about this book. It challenged me and it wasn't just like, Oh yeah, like I'm reading a story and there's a lesson to it. It's like, okay, there's a lesson to it. And I'm like expanding my vocabulary uh, with every paragraph. So yeah, that's something that was super challenging, but really kind of cool about this book. Um, I want to close this episode out with a little bit of advice for people who are thinking about reading this book. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that I absolutely recommend it. I think it's a great book. It was really kind of hard to get through it, but it definitely, you know, I am happy that I read it. And I'm, I'm, it's, it's one of those books that all it was definitely difficult to do. Uh, it had a great payoff finishing it. Um, I think something that I would offer as advice is to go into it without any preconceived notions or biases towards how you view relationships personally or how what is societally acceptable because I think if you do that you you there won't be as much of a shock factor like there won't be as much of a like oh my god like I can't believe that I'm reading this and this is crazy and blah 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 I think you have to go into it 
kind of removing yourself from how our society works and being open to learning about something completely different. Um, I think specifically like applying that to how this book handles like reproduction is helpful because it is, it can be very shocking and it's very, very different from the way that most people in our world uh, view reproduction. And I think a lot of like that sting of like, Oh my God, this is crazy that might discourage you from reading on can be avoided if you just go into it without uh, like any strings connected to how our society works. Um, so yeah. And then the second piece of advice I'll give is be ready to have to read things over and over again to understand them. Um, this isn't nearly as hard as like Walden, but it is up there with some of the more difficult texts that I've had to read um, in terms of diction. It just, it's, it's not only like difficult, it's just really weird. Like it's, it's going to be weird. Um, the dialogue between characters even is, is bizarre and just not, not at all the usual, not at all the usual. So be ready to just kind of, you know, test out your vocabulary and expand your vocabulary and learn some new words and new ways of saying things. Um, because this book will definitely like throw you for a loop when it comes to diction. Um, last bit of advice is read it all the way through. I, a lot of people I know from, you know, my class when we read this didn't actually finish it. I'm not calling anybody out. It's just like, that was like the reality people, we're just like, this book is just like going on forever. And there's, it doesn't seem like there's really any narrative or point. And it does feel like that for a while, but getting through it and actually finishing it will, you, I don't think you have the same effect with not finishing it. I think you can get a lot out of, you know, the first chapter by itself for, you know, a couple ep excerpts from the book because it's just that good of a book. But, you know, I think, finishing it, going all the way through, and really thinking about it is the best way to consume this book. Um, so yeah, that's all my advice. Um, thank you for tuning in. I'll see you on the next episode.